Brad Powers on a Friday. We're at the Omni. There are certain times in life where you look back and you just remember them. Maybe, maybe shocking moments. I remember where I was in January, I believe, of 83 when on the radio it said Bear Bryant had passed away. Just a month or two after he retired. I was in a microbiology class. I remember what I was doing when 9-11 happened. I was on a show in Gainesville, Florida with Pat Dooley. And on the TV, there was all this smoke and building. I didn't really think much of it. Moments like that. I remember the other day, and I'm going to bring Brad in, when I saw even Chris Lowe, who's closer to Nick than any other media member, report this, I didn't believe it. It was too abrupt. It was too shocking. A couple of minutes later, I pretty much figured out this is real. This is real. Brad, when that news hit, how did you respond? What were your thoughts? Maybe it's a sad state of my affairs, but uh, my immediate first reaction was I got to bet Georgia against Alabama because the line on the games are already out. So uh, <laughs> that was – No, I, that's, that's what you do. The people – yeah, yeah. Text went out. Uh, we have to bet Georgia immediately against Alabama right now. Had they not adjusted that number? They they had not at that point. But what they had done is they beat me to it because I was about ten minutes late and uh, they had already pulled down the game. Oh, it was taken off. Yeah, it was. I I, I saw it earlier in the day, so it was already top of my mind. Uh, but. Uh, they had already taken it down. They adjusted a little bit, but not enough. So I still ended up betting Georgia against Alabama when they posted it back up. What was it prior to them taking it down? What was the number? Alabama's favored by one. Uh, they reposted it. Georgia favored by two and a half, which isn't that big of a line move. Right? Three and a half points, but crossing through right. zero and a bunch of numbers that don't matter. That I don't think they adjusted enough. Not that I think Nick Saban is worth that much to a point spread, but Obviously, when there's a coaching change in today's day and age of college football, you're going to get you know, open season on your roster as far as the transfer portal. So my expectation, no matter who Alabama hires, they're going to be missing some key guys and some key cogs in that lineup. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm very comfortable with Georgia now in, in that bet. But, you know, obviously <laughs> I'm always thinking betting first. But, you know, from a historical aspect, I, I, I don't think there's any – you know, there used to be debate as far as who the greatest is it Bear Bryant is it Nick Saban. To me, it's Nick Saban, and I'm not a guy that lives in the moment. I understand history. Uh, I just think Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time, and I, I don't know how you can argue it. Jeff, too, right here in the 615, brought this up yesterday. He said, I want you to ask Brad – As you evaluate Alabama, and you just touched on it some, for next year, how much does Nick Saban affect your power rankings for Alabama, his absence? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be to be determined, uh, really depending on who transfers out. So, uh, obviously, I think Saban in itself, is he worth much to a point spread if we're talking, oh, he's out of the game. Uh, like say he gets sick for a particular week. Maybe I move Alabama's point, power rating a half a point for that one individual game. 
But where a guy like Nick Saban becomes more valuable is over the course of time, over an off season, over the course of a year or two as far as building a program and specifically building a roster because I think he's dead. Maybe you want to debate me on the coaching thing, but I do think he's the best. He stands down the best recruiter of all time. At least you could give me that. Uh, so the more time that passes, the more he's worth a point spread. So I, I would say – at least a few points you got to downgrade Alabama right now, just off of Saban's news. And then we'll see how many guys are actually out uh, as far as their roster. Is it a Caleb Downs? Is it, does Jalen Milrow and guys like that, do they end up hitting the portal? Because th- th- then you could start talking Alabama's power rating is going to start moving, uh, you know, downgrading them a touchdown or so. Have you bet on who the next coach will be? I have. I bet DeBoer yesterday, like two to one, uh, when the landing stuff. I, you know, I, I generally thought landing might be the guy when it was first reported. Uh, so I ended up betting that. So that that was wrong. I did lose that. It was the first time I've lost one of those this year. Those what we call specials, as far as transfer portal, you know, head coaching news and whatnot. So then I I went back and bet DeBoer, but we'll see. I, I don't have any inside info. Wasn't a big bet. They only allowed twenty five bucks. So I'm not going to, you know, if I end up losing on the board, don't, uh, you know, don't cry for me. I'm, I'm not out too much. Matt Smith, good friend here on Twitter. Really good question. Is Brad making more or fewer futures bets in the transfer portal era than he had in the past? He said there's less certainty now, but perhaps there is less efficient markets at the same time. Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, future, like he mentioned future bets. So future bets for me is a market where, you know, you're betting who's going to win the national championship, who's going to win the Heisman. I have not made any of those bets yet. Uh, I am interested in maybe when the dust settles here a little bit in, in the next week or so, as far as the hardball and who uh, Alabama actually hires. I mean, I, I think obviously Georgia and Ohio State are going to benefit from that. Um, uh, my top four teams would be Georgia, Ohio State, and not in this particular order, with the exception of Georgia is going to be number one. Georgia, Ohio State, Texas, and Oregon are probably going to be the top four teams in my power ratings as they stand now. Uh, I have not bet it yet because I just haven't seen enough discounts. And remember, uh, I mean, instead of having to win one game or two games, now you got to win three or four games in the playoff, and you're always going to be probably better off just taking a money, not, money line rollover once the playoffs happen. Because you're just going to, oh, I like this team to win this game. Okay, I'll bet them on the money line. Roll it over to the next team. Do the same. Do the same. So you're probably going to end up with a better payout in the end if you just do that and wait. Uh, Heisman odds are terrible as far as value. Like, I mean, I'll give you an example. And I know I'm going a little long-winded here. But like Nico uh, for Tennessee, it's like 15 to 1. Yeah, I mean, people see 15 to 1. Oh, that's good. Well, I mean, I, I bet Hendon Hooker two years ago at eighty to one. That's what I was expecting Nico to be at at eighty to one. I don't see value at Nico at fifteen to one. So there's just not much value in the futures market. With that being said, FanDuel posted all a bunch of games. I bet about every game uh, that they posted the other day, uh, whether it's openers or the Georgia Alabama game or Ohio State Michigan. I bet about every one of those. Nico, if you just go by names. And guys that are tied together with with their odds, he's like the fourth name, though. That's even I mean, now, yeah. I, think, I mean, it's, 
I think he's going to be a heck of a player, but I mean, <laughs> that's that's pretty presumptuous I, right I there. I'm hoping that once you know twenty bucks carry it, maybe I can shop around and get a good number on him. Uh, but but the, we call it the theoretical hold. But what's the what's that? It's basically the hold percentage for the books, which means what in theory is going to be their profits. I got to guess on some of these Heisman markets, it's like fifty percent. Maybe that doesn't sound like much. Keep in mind the theoretical hold for the sports book on a game. You want to bet the, uh, the college basketball game tonight, side or total? It's five percent. I'm looking at these markets. It looks like the book's going to hold fifty percent. So ten times more profitable for the book. So I, in that case, I, I just I pass unless there's a clear cut mistake. Like I mean, they have a typo. And Nico's a hundred. They meant to put fifteen to one, and it's hundred and fifty to one. Sid on the Emerald Coast says, guys, it's evident to see the landscape has changed due to NIL and the transfer portal. I think Nick knows this and realizes it's a young man's game now. Not much is going to happen by the end of the show, but next 72 hours, he says, could be crazy. I think, look, at first there were some rumors about a health issue or something. Nick in his Reese Davis interview said that's not the case. I just realized I could not commit and uh, I just couldn't look future assistant hires in the face or recruits and promise them about an amount of time. Very believable. I watched that interview, and yeah. uh, he came across, I mean, I, I, I completely believe him in that regard. He, he was talking about, you know, the ability to, to, to work uh, till you know, two in the morning and, and turn right around in his younger days and, and be back and ready to go at 6 a.m. Uh, in that window, he says, I, I just I can't do that anymore uh, like I used to. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I completely believe him when, when he said that, that that was the reason why he decided to, to hang it up. Brad, I will say this, though. This season, and while he did a fantastic job, in season, the fixes he had to make, it made mainly quarterback and how they were going to process their offense. But I think that right there accelerated all of this. Yeah, I could, yeah, definitely see that. Um, it was one of his better coaching jobs because, I mean, there was a time where I thought this was going to be a 3 4 loss Alabama team. Yeah. Uh, it sounds crazy, but I mean, it, it really, I mean, Texas really controlled matters in that game. And then the South Florida game. 17 nothing. okay, was pathetic, but it was even more pathetic than that. I mean, keep in mind, Alabama scored a touchdown in the final seconds to get it to 17 nothing. Uh, that, yeah, that, uh, I, I can see why they, 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 this year wore a little heavy on them. Topwater Assassin over in South Carolina. Ask Brad, what's his prediction on the opening line of the Georgia-Clemson game? He said he was thinking 7.5 to 8.5. Well, no guesswork. FanDuel's got that game up. Uh, Georgia 12-and-a-half. Wow. Uh, wow. Favorite over Clemson. Game's uh, in Atlanta there, so you got to put a little bit of home field yeah. edge for Georgia. So, a little, it looks like he got a bet on Clemson. I can tell you I bet Georgia. I Georgia's going to be preseason number one. I I mean, my power ratings are generally higher on Clemson and been higher on Clemson by I can't get to that number. I think it's going to be closer to 14 when it's all said and done. Brad, I think we have a consensus Nick's the best ever. But could we also say that last couple of years, currently Kirby Smart's the best? 
Yeah, I mean, over. You're talking even over Saban. Uh, I would still. Well, just uh, in this moment, not historically. That wouldn't be fair, but just in the moment. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I needed him to beat Saban this year. Yeah. Uh, he, he just didn't do it. So even in the last three, four years, I would take – I know Georgia's got two titles and Alabama doesn't. I'd still take Saban over Kirby, even the last couple of years. But right now, with Saban gone, Kirby falls to number one. Brad Powers, each and every Friday. After the break, you'll come back. Good morning. It's raining pretty hard in the National Metro area. I'm looking at two separate wrecks. One's 40 westbound at Briley Parkway out on the west side. They're near Whitebridge Road. Also 40 west in Hermitage at Central Pike. That's slowing down that traffic coming in from Wilson County, the Mount Juliet area. Again, they're into Hermitage. Wet driving conditions going to send you out early. Give yourself extra travel time. 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services here in Middle Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. Check them out at TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash handsonlycpr and become a lifesaver today. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy. Rizemkism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzy, there's nothing on my skin. And that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. And now, Musgrove Metal Fabrication and Roofing is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by Musgrove Metal Fabrication and Roofing, backed by 45 years of experience. For all your residential or commercial metal and shingle roofing needs, give the pros a call today at 615-414-8466. 615-414-8466. That's Musgrove Metal Fabrication and Roofing, going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. This is the Grant Fogue and John Burton Show. I think Vrabel created this situation. I agree with you 150,000%. I've never agreed with you on a take more than what you just said, Greg Fogue. Because a lot of people are saying, right, why would he go to New England? It's a bad roster. The cupboard's bare. He's going to have time to build it. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio.
615-844-5600. Get in on the Bill King Show. Now, Brad, here's where we're at. And Axis Strohs pointed this out, and Kevin was talking about it too. Caleb DeBoer, I believe, has a weekly appearance on a station in Seattle. It's 93-3. And they were expecting him this morning, and he is canceled. Now, Brad, that could mean any number of things, but in our world, we think that means he doesn't want to be talking right now. Correct? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> no, probably should he, because, I mean, you know the type of questions he's going to get asked. So, uh, is there something to it? I mean, there could be. I mean, uh, so, uh, I, uh, I, I mean, I have bet it. I have bet Kalen DeBoer to be the next Alabama coach. So, I mean, I, that, that's where I'm at on, the, uh, on it. Jeff, too. Here in the 615. Hey, Brad, tomorrow night, Dolphins play the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Temperature at kickoff projected to be zero degrees with the temp maybe falling to minus two. Does the weather this brutally cold affect your betting scheme, especially for Miami? It does. I I bet Kansas City. I'm not going to overthink it, and maybe it seems too easy, but – I mean, we're talking about a team that plays in probably the warmest city and the muggiest city in the, in the country, uh, at least in the 48. Uh, and uh, you're going to be playing the, the coldest game in the history of the franchise. So uh, Kansas City also has playing it. But, I, again, specifically in the playoffs, they're used to playing in a little bit colder weather. So I think they'll be able to adjust to the conditions a little bit better than, than Miami. Uh, but I, it's also Miami's in a bad spot. They're on a short week. They're traveling. They just basically played a playoff-type game against Buffalo in the latest window on Sunday, the Sunday night game, and came up short. Miami's also extremely banged up on both sides. Kansas City was one of my favorite bets of the week. I know when I talk about cold weather, everybody up north laughs at me, so I understand that. One year, Sirius XM Brad sent me to – Kansas City for the Big 12 championship game, and it was the Oklahoma-Missouri game. And other than New York City in December, where I was sent up there for the Heisman, that's as cold as I've ever been. Kansas City can be <laughs> Kansas City can be brutal. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you get that. You, you get that Arctic you know, front that comes through. You don't have much resistance because obviously in the middle of the country is pretty flat. So, yeah, it, it can, it, it's it's and it's going to be. I mean, right now it looks like it's going to be the third coldest game in the history of the NFL with, with the two other ones infamously being colder. Uh, the ice bowl between the, the, the Cowboys and the Packers in 1967, the 1967 NFC Championship game, and then the, the, the 1981 AFC Championship game between uh, the, the Chargers and the Bengals. Uh, this will be the coldest game, uh, but you know, since then, forty years. Tom in Myrtle Beach, Bill, ask Brad, how does he feel about Notre Dame's chances to make the twelve-team playoff? I, I, if I had to bet it right now, I'd be yes. I mean, I, I, I think the yes would be favored, not significant favorite, but I, I, I would bet the yes. I mean, the schedule lines up pretty well for them. I mean, they do have some difficult games, but. Uh, and there's nothing that they can't win. In fact, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Notre Dame's not favored in all 12 of their games next year. Uh, I know they got Louisville, Florida State, USC, and then the opener against Texas A&M. But uh, 
catching Texas A&M and a little bit of a roster transition. Uh, I, I, I like Notre Dame to make the playoffs next year. That, that should be the goal, certainly. Brad, and I might be skipping a year, and I know that the Notre Dame haters, and there's lots of them, will circle this or mark the tape on me. This is as good a Notre Dame roster, and I don't think they're good enough to win it all next year. But I think this is an attractive roster that I've seen at Notre Dame in quite some time. Coming yeah, I, I certainly agree. I, 2015 team ended up having like six guys go in the top 100 of the draft. That was a pretty talented team. But uh, for the most part, I mean, if you don't believe us when we say this, because I agree with your statement, I mean, look no further than the bowl game. I mean, 11 of Notre Dame's top 12 snap count guys on offense were out. Didn't miss a beat. Uh, on offense. I, I know they're playing an Oregon State team with an interim, but still, to have 11 of your top 12 guys as far as the amount of snaps played this season out and you, you don't miss a beat, I mean, that shows the quality of depth. And um, They're 22 through 44. Their second string uh, is as good as what it's been. So, uh, yeah, I and you know, he adds another good recruiting class. I like their, their top five, six guys that they got incoming as far as this year's recruiting class. Probably is as good as what they've had in quite some time. Uh, yeah, Marcus Freeman, if anything, has certainly upgraded the talent level. And now we're talking, this is year three, and he's done a wonderful job in the transfer portal as well, so filling in some gaps. But expectation, it's playoff or bust. I mean, it will be a very disappointing season if Notre Dame doesn't make the playoffs. Craig in North Augusta says, hey, guys, and he, he was referring to me earlier. It was last hour. You're going to talk about the Florida State allegations. Brad, frankly, I've been so busy and all this other stuff, and I briefly read it. I'm not sure I even know enough to talk about it yet. Did you Did you yeah, dig I into, read it? into it? I mean, it sounds, it sounds pretty petty uh, from what I've read so far. I mean, I, I haven't sat there for hours and dived into it, but it seems really, really petty. It seems like, you know, ooh, shocking. The NCAA has been dead against a certain school. I mean, where have we seen that? But uh, well, the allegations that I've seen, it, I, I'm like, that, that, that's why? I mean, I, my assumption is everybody's doing that. So uh, I, I don't get it. So I, I just wish it'd go away, the NCAA. I think we are moving somewhere in that direction. They're about to legislate that the universities can start paying. That's going to happen. Brad, that's going to happen maybe in a couple of months, but it's going to happen in this calendar year. Yeah. And I, that'd be good. I, I mean, we need more uh, – yeah, I, I, I want to say this carefully. I mean, we, we need more – at least abilities to be on the books, uh, to, to show proof. Okay, we paid them this. I mean, it has to be, you know, it's very similar to, to why I was, you know, pro-legalization for gambling. It had nothing really to do because I'm in the industry and it'd be good for business. It just, I mean, everyone's like, oh, it'd be more corrupt if we allowed sports gambling. No, it'll be less corrupt because it'll be more on the up and up if it's legal. I mean, you're not in the shadows, so to speak. So when you bring something out to the forefront, there's going to be less corruption. Uh, and this is similar here with the NCAA. Let's bring this to the forefront. Let's make these kids, you know, sort of speak to employees. Let's show proof of payment. Uh, I think that we can both protect both uh, the players, and we can also protect the universities as well. So I, I don't know why it wasn't. I mean, they had not even years, decades, to get this figured out. 
and they sat on it and didn't do anything. So I, I, I wish there was an ability to prosecute some of these people that were in charge of the NCAA. Brad Powers, bradpowersports.com. It's come up earlier, and I'm not sure what I'm asking you, Brad, but are you continuously surprised that Dabo Sweeney basically refuses to play in the transfer portal? I I can't believe he hasn't. (laughs) I mean, I don't get it. I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, he's literally trying to – to, you know, do something, and he's cutting. He's literally cutting his own hand off, and trying to do this you know, with one hand. I, I don't get it. I, you, you don't have to rely on it, uh, like you know, like Colorado, and go all in, twenty, thirty guys a year. But if you're not at, at minimum filling in the gaps in your roster on a yearly basis with five or six guys, I don't understand it. I really don't. Uh, and he's going to continue to to be what he's been the last few years, not 10-3, and 9-4, and because that's, that's about as good as you're going to get without filling in your roster holes. This came up early, hour one, and it was from Rob in the 5-4 over in Virginia. He's a Hokie fan. The way they started playing and ended up, are they a threat in the ACC next year, upper echelon? Uh. I mean, obviously, I still have Clemson, Florida State, uh, Louisville would still be ahead of them. But I mean, they're they're a team that can you know be uh, top thirty five, top thirty ish uh, as far as a power rating. Yeah, I mean, they're, 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 I I gave out plays all season. My biggest play of the entire year was Virginia Tech in the bowl game. So I it was obviously twofold playing against Tulane. Uh, that, that I thought would have their quarterback out and, and wouldn't be right as far as the portal. But it was also pro-Virginia Tech that the light bulb has certainly clicked on that program. I mean, a lot of guys coming back, including the quarterback drones. Uh, it's kind of a little bit over the, under the radar uh, as far as the, the games that they made down the stretch because it was not a good start to even last season. I mean, they lost to Marshall. Uh, they, they, they got beat by Rutgers. It was, what, a one and three start, but – they did. They were playing their best football down the stretch, to say the least. And uh, they're a team that I'm anxious to see where the market prices them. Uh, I, I would guess that I'll, I'll be more on the buy than the sell with them. But it all depends on how high these expectations are going to be for Virginia Tech. We don't do hardly any NFL here, but Gerard Mayo, former full linebacker from the Tidewater Hampton, Virginia area has been elevated as the New England head football coach. What did you think about that? Uh, I guess if you had told me a few weeks ago, I'd have been surprised that he would, he would have uh, been the guy um, younger than me. I mean, uh, that, so that, uh, I'm getting old that I can remember him as a player in college. Now he's a head oh, coach yeah. of, a, yeah. of an NFL team. Uh, and I, it's not like, you know, he was playing in the 80s. I mean, it felt like not too long ago he was playing for Tennessee. Uh, so right. a little bit surprised there, but I got info yesterday that that would be the case, and I ended up you know, that was a market you could bet, and I, I bet that one. Where's Belichick gonna end up? As far as uh, the next job, yes, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's got to. 
got a, a unique fit, and, and you know it's not long. You, you know what his goal is. It's obviously to pass Don Chua for wins, so there's some urgency there in that regard. Uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I, I think Harbaugh to the Chargers probably makes the most sense of the open jobs as far as a candidate, but uh, I haven't heard any whispers on, on Belichick being the favorite for a specific uh, opening. There's a lot of them, though. Now, one of his main homes is right here in Franklin, Tennessee. Um, yep. I don't know if that has – he makes $25 million a year, so where he's at probably doesn't really matter, right? I mean, home is wherever. But they're building that brand-new facility on the Cumberland, right? We're not next to the other one, state-of-the-art, retractable roof and all that. The fan base here, and again, I don't keep up much, but they're flat. They've been beat up. They've been misled. The team sucks. They're poor at evaluating. Vrabel was incredibly unhappy. And Coach Pete was talking about it earlier. Belichick, if he came in here, and again, I don't even suggest it. I think he'd fire him up at least. Certainly. Uh, There is a market for it. You can bet on every single NFL opening. Uh, I can tell you his shortest odds, and uh, he's the, the overwhelming favorite to get these even money to be the Falcons' next coach, uh, plus 100. Now, he's up in the mix, like, for example, the Titans, which you are just mentioning, he's 4-1. to one. He's the second shortest favorite for that one. But uh, just looking at all the open jobs, he's uh, even money to get be the next Atlanta coach. Johnny Vegas says, Bill, ask Brad now that Mayava, the quarterback, UNLV, committed for about – 30 minutes to Georgia. Now that he's gone to Southern Cal, does UNLV have any encouraging quarterback prospects? How uh, I, I'm not there yet. Uh, I think they'll go out and get somebody. Uh, keep in mind, you got another portal coming up uh, after spring. Yeah. Uh, I haven't gotten to, to, to – people are telling me Brumfield still – I don't like Doug Brumfield as far – he's got a lot of experience, but that would be a downgrade from my office, so – my guess is they'll go out and get somebody. They have recruited the position okay, so uh, I've I not deep-dived UNLV football yet here on January uh, the 12th. Uh, so I'll get there, though. I mean, I'm not doing basketball, so I, I'll eventually get there. But, uh, no, I don't have any inside scoop there. Just Business in Hoover, Alabama, says, guys, if they hire Tommy Rees, uh, he means to Alabama, I'm going to turn Bama football off for two years. You and I have as good a chance of getting that job as he does. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll be Kalen DeBoer or Mike Norvell, most likely, unless they surprise and go with a you know bigger name than even those two. Yeah, it, it won't be Tommy Reese. He also says, guys, I'm also hearing that Lane Kiffin is um, a zero chance. I, I, I think he would take that job in a second. We're talking Ole Miss Eve about it. I don't think Greg Byrne – cares for him the ad there and the way it ended even though he's much more mature he got fired based on the washington game where he looked half looped during the game i don't think he can get i don't think he can recover with alabama from that not enough times passed Uh, was greg byrne there uh, when that went down in 2016 (sighs) i don't think okay I mean, I mean I, if I could he be was wrong. there, then there's no chance. Uh, that, that, that did not go down uh, what they liked. I, I mean, I think if Saban had a say in it and they could get absolutely anybody they wanted, I think he would 
take Stark uh, would be his choice. Correct. Uh, I mean, Kirby, but I mean, that's just not realistic. But uh, yeah, I. Lane, Lane's not going to take get the job, and that, Lane, you're right. Lane would take it, but he's just not, not going to get offered. Got Brett a couple more minutes here. Friday Good morning. Trying to clear up several accidents out here. Uh, visibility is really down with all this heavy rain moving through our area. Please be careful. 40 westbound trying to mop up that accident out there at Lightbridge Road on the west side. Also 40 west slowing down that traffic in Hermitage near Central Pike. There's still a lot of volume on. Uh, 24 trying to get up through the Antioch area coming in from Rutherford County towards Davidson County on 24 going westbound. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken hiring at all four locations. Order online this weekend at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com. Or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. Your brain is an amazing thing, but as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. A Pharmacy Times National Survey of Pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain, better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The traditional first-year anniversary gift is paper. Yay! Envelopes. The traditional 10-year anniversary gift is tin or aluminum. Are there sardines in here? And the 20-year anniversary gift is the chance to win up to a million dollars. Now that's what I'm talking about. It's our anniversary, but we thought about what you'd want. The new 20th anniversary Jumbo Bucks Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5 and the Greg Pogan John Burton Show. And I'm former All-Pro linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, also known as Mr. Monday Night, Keith Bullock. And I'm Patton Cook. We're inviting you to join us every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 for What's Good with KB and JB, the podcast show. All live on Nashville Sports Radio and all streaming platforms. We talk Titans, we talk SEC football, we talk NBA, we talk everything, and we also get a little petty from time to time. Make sure you join us.
get closer to Bill King, 615-844-5600. Jeff Chu says, ask Brad. Georgia and Ohio State have been mentioned as benefiting from Saban's departure in power rankings. But does Brad think there's a school or schools nobody is thinking about that could take a leap, a giant leap, by Saban no longer coaching? Uh, I mean, you still got to play. I mean, with Oklahoma and Texas coming in, I mean, you still it's not going to be a walk in the park, but uh, I, I would say certainly if there's, you know, a school, and I mean, it's pretty well noted now. I mean, just going all in for this upcoming season, it's Ole Miss. Uh, they didn't play Alabama on the schedule to begin with, so it's not like that goes from a loss to a win, but uh, I think they can benefit at least in 2024 the most. I mean, LSU is going to benefit here as well, uh, and Brian Kelly specifically uh, for the future, not, not having to go against Nick Saban. Brad, I looked it up just to make sure. The Washington-Alabama game was December, the semifinal game, December of 16. Byrne got there in 17. Yep, yep. So just wasn't there, but I'm sure that – I mean, there was enough displeasure there that, I mean, (laughs) Nick got rid of – I mean, we're talking about prepping for a national championship, and there was as much distraction to, to say, hey, you're out here you've called plays all year but you're out and well we need to get somebody else in here to prep for a national championship game i mean that that, it was a really bad situation post washington i remember during that game tweeting i have no idea what saban's uh what what kiffin's doing i have no clue i was to this day i I remember he he did not look connected to the planet earth that game (laughs) Now, in fairness, that was a pretty good Washington defense. They had a couple of 300-pounders up front. They had really good guys in the secondary. Right. I mean, that was probably Washington's – I mean, I'm dating myself. That was their best defense in the last – you know, probably since the 91 team. I mean, since, it, it was since pretty, Steve Entman. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. But uh, there were some significant struggles until they got Bo Scarborough uh, going in that second half. Ags and Strohs down on the Texas Gulf Coast. Bill, please ask Brad if he sees Connor Wegman as a potential Heisman dark horse this season. Uh, Alco is more of a defensive guy. Um, obviously, he hires Colin Klein, who's a good offense coordinator. I just Heisman to me, and I know we just had a guy win the Heisman with three losses, but more often than not, it's guys that are on national championship caliber teams, uh, and I don't see that as Texas A&M in 2024. Uh, not going to win enough games, and he's not the type of guy, at least in my opinion, that's going to put a, 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 st- a statistical profile together like a Jane Daniels uh, running pass. So, no, I, I won't be betting him. Jeff Chu says, guys, imagine going back to 14, 2014, when the 14 playoff was created, and you – guesstimated the odds on Washington making the 14 playoff twice in 10 years. They made it in 16 and 23. And Southern Cal not making a 14 playoff once in that time frame. 
Yeah, I, they, the odds would have been pretty significantly against that happening. So, uh, yeah, I kudos for Washington having two good, really good coaches now. <laughs> I I think they're going to have to go out and try to get another guy. Uh, and we'll, we'll see with that. See moving to the Big Ten how that works. Uh, I, I'm a little bit more optimistic after the bowl performance. At least they showed some fight there. Uh, but uh, stunning that USC can get things together post Pete Carroll. Kevin in Mule Town says, guys, 14 years ago today, Kiffin left Tennessee in the middle of the night for Southern County. It was a media circus. It was. The media was literally almost going to trade blows with sports information that, that evening as they were trying to get in, trying to get to the story. Kiffin was going to meet with the media and then bail out of there and get to Southern Cal. It was crazy. I remember it. And a mistake by Lane Kiffin. Uh, I'm not sure that he knew that uh, the scholarships and the sanctions were that significant for SD. The AD at Tennessee at the time, who just passed away a couple of months ago, was in Nashville – I believe at a Belmont basketball game, but he was flying to Colorado because one of Tennessee's big boosters, other than Haslam Oil, is the CEO of its Dish, or I think it's Dish. I don't think it's direct. It's one of the two. Main guys from Oak Ridge. And he was flying out there just as a, let me go visit one of our sugar daddies and probably get some money. And he finds out before he takes that flight that Kiffin has just bailed on you. And he has to go back to Knoxville. <laughs> How about that, Brad? How about that as a job? Yeah, doesn't sound fun. <laughs> Unless yeah, you're putting an extra zero behind it as far as the, the yearly pay, payroll. But uh, that was pretty wild. I mean, Lane was – we talked some Lane here. I mean, he was very immature. I still have questions whether he has the maturity level to win a, to win a national championship. And years later, Brad – Tennessee's AD, another one, is on the tarmac at LAX talking to Mike Leach, offering him the Tennessee job. He gets a note from the president, says, come home. He's fired when he gets home, the AD. They bring Fulmer in, and he hires <laughs> Pruitt. How about that? Yeah. Brad, and then you had the whole – you had Shiano uh, oh. back there. Yeah, that was uh, something. Uh, not well run for a while there, Tennessee football. Brad, tell everybody out the door how they can get your info. BradPowerSports.com, that's how the page booking tab. Make sure you're clicking that. You can follow me on X at BradPower7. See you next week, sir. All right, take care, bro. There's Brad Powers. Fantastic job.